What up, what up, what up? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Asbrock's Bengals Thoughts, presented to you by Impact Sports Cincinnati. My name is Chris Asbrock, and I am back uh, for the first time in a couple weeks, uh, basically since the Pittsburgh game, uh, was it three weeks ago? Um, I couldn't do one after the Washington game. I was a little bummed out, uh, obviously, after the loss of Joe Burrow and everything after that, uh, where they they dropped that game to the Washington uh, football team 20-9. to Came back last week and dropped a an absolute heartbreaker to the New York Giants, nineteen to seventeen, to fall to two eight and one. And now we go on the road to face the Miami Dolphins and come up and look. You know, I, I mean, typical Cincinnati. They fall to two nine and one after the nineteen to seven loss. Um, to the Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. And it's pure chaos here at my in-laws' house, as you can probably already hear the kids screaming in the background as I cannot get a quiet spot to record this. So I apologize. Um, it's, you know, this is, I mean, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get really ticked off here in this one. Uh, I, I, I want to get, you know, you want to be upset about this. And, you know, once you saw Joe Burrow go down on that hit, you I kind of threw everything out the window uh, because, you know, I, I'm trying to remember if it was after the Tennessee, I think, my, I think it was after the Tennessee uh, game. I came back and, you know, in, in my recap there, I said, you know, the Bengals could easily finish, you know, at, with a 7-2 and two over the final stretch, I think is what it was. I, I can't remember either 7-2 and two or 6-2 and two, um, to finish up this, you know, this game with obviously with the healthy Joe, with the healthy Joe Burrow. Obviously, you know, we're not going to be seeing that. And uh, it's gotten to the point now to where, you know, we see you see some things from this team that simply you just you shake your head. Uh, obviously, there's, a, there's still a good amount of injuries. No excuse now. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, after Joe Burrow goes down, uh, you know, they still kind of felt that it was, you know, I, well, I, I'm, let me kind of backtrack a little bit. You know, you look, you know, first of all, you look at this coaching staff and what you see as we go forward into this season. Obviously, like I said, you draft your franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow, who I still think, you know, obviously he just had, uh, he just had uh, reconstructive knee surgery. And obviously expected to make a full recovery. Fantastic. That is awesome news. Um, you know, obviously we wish the, the best uh, for Joe Burrow. You know, flat out. Uh, the kid's got moxie. I love it. And, you know, this kid's going to be a, a leader for this team for years to come. However, it comes down to who was running the show with this team because you know you look at it now with if I'm Joe Burrow and his agent I'm looking at the next hell I mean even even after today I I mean or right now I'm looking at this and I've got a microscope you know looking at everything that goes on in this organization because simply put 
if this team is not going to, or if this franchise is not going to do anything to make this team any better, if I'm Joe Burrow, I ain't coming back. Flat out wouldn't do it. Um, it's not worth your career. I mean, I, when I say not coming back, I mean you play out your contract, the rest of your contract, and you don't re-sign here. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying sit out, be an ass. I'm not saying that at all. But when it comes down to it, if I'm Joe Burrow and his age, and I'm looking at everything under a microscope with what's, what's going to be going on. Is this the last game that we see Zach Taylor coach you know, as the, the head guy here of the Cincinnati Bengals? Is it? I, I, that I, I don't know. Um, you know, this is one thing that, I mean, you look at, you look at last week, um, against the New York Giants, they had 150 something yards total offense. How in the hell does that happen? And you still were in that game and lost 19 to 17 in a game that you had a chance to win on a field goal. Well, on a field goal opportunity had you just advanced a couple yards. You know, how how does that happen? Uh, it's, you know, right now the Cincinnati Bengals are in a crucial, crucial stretch for their organization. Because you look at what is going on right now with this team and what Moves have to be made. Flat out have to be made. Now, you look at what went down today. And I'm not going to break down this game because, let's be honest, nobody gives a flying rat's ass about this game right now. I mean, so I'm not going to go into it and, you know, kind of, you know, go drive for drive. I'm not going to do that. I, I won't. I mean, I'll kind of briefly, you know, touch over the stats here. Uh, Brandon Allen, before he got hurt, uh, was 11 of 19 uh, for 153 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Ryan Finley, man, he came in after after Allen got hurt, six of seven, 40 yards. He did get he did get interception because that I mean why not? I mean that's just you know <laughs> you know that's how we're gonna look at it here. Uh, you know Tyler Boyd, he had the one incompletion on the nice trick play there, but uh, you know Giovanni Bernard, you know on the ground, Bengals only had 40 yards rushing. Um, Giovanni Bernard, 12 carries, 30 yards. Uh, Samaje Pirine, 3 for 7. And then Brandon Allen, 2 for 3. Uh, receiving is where it was really... Uh, the receiving was interesting. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 1 reception, 72 yards. Uh, that was one he made a house call on. Uh, great play. Boyd breaks it down the sideline. He's gone. Touchdown. That was his only uh, reception. He was targeted four times uh, before he was ejected. Um in that game, which I will touch on that here a little bit. T. Higgins, the dude just continues to ball out. I mean, he is a flat-out stud. It's incredible that the Bengals still, you know, you look at everything. They got him in the second round. Boom. Um, You know, that's, you know, that is, that's that's your guy now moving forward along with uh, Tyler Boyd. And um, and I, I personally, I think Auden Tate as well. I think Auden Tate has the potential to be an absolute stud as well. So, you know, there's your guys, you know, moving forward. Um, Drew Sample targeted seven times. He hauled in all seven passes for 49 yards. 
Uh, Alex Erickson, two for 17. AJ, uh, Brandon Allen, and uh, Mason Shrek were all targeted once, did not get a reception. Giovanni Bernard targeted twice. Um, he did haul in both those with uh, negative yardage there, a negative one total. Uh, Von Bell uh, recovered a fumble. Uh, I was on a Jesse Bates force fumble there. Um, you know, you look at this team, um, you know, it's it, defensively, they did um, against Tua. You know, Tua was 26-39, 296 yards. Uh, he did have a touchdown pass. You know, overall, I mean, I think the defense did a relatively good job on this Dolphins team. I mean, uh, you look at it, and it's this is something I would have to go back, and I wasn't really watching this game real, like, intently like I would, um, you know, in, in, in weeks past, um, just because you simply know exactly what was going to happen. I mean, let's be honest, even after we took the the lead, 7 nothing, you knew – you know, okay, the other shoe's going to have to, you know, fall somewhere. Where, you know, how are we going to end up losing this game this week? Uh, but, you know, overall, again, it, this was, you know, I, I think Bengals defensively did an admirable job in terms of, you know, so in, in the way this the way they handled this game. Uh, Miles Gaskin, he, you know, on the, on the ground, he rushed for 90 yards on 21 carries. He averaged 4.3 yards. Uh, Lynn, uh, Lynn Bowden there, uh, he had one for 11. Uh, Patrick Laird, three for six. And then two, a three for three. So, uh, you know, overall, you know, Bengals give up 110 yards on the ground, you know, and 296 on the, on the you know, through the air. Again, the stats are going to look a little worse, I think, defensively here than what, you know, we're, you know, we're saying. But still... It was a bend but don't break mentality on that. And I think the Bengals, like I said, I think they did a pretty good job of hanging in there. And they gave this team a chance to to win this game. I, I if the offense was even worth a squirt of squirt of urine. I mean, I'm gonna try and clean up here a little bit and not go with what's going through my head right now and cussing like a sailor here. Um, but you know this team you know, defensively, I know we've been, you know, ripping on, you know, Lou Anarumo all, all season. But, you know, let's be honest, he hasn't had a full, you know, his full complement of guys that, you know, that were brought in. But still, next man up mentality, the mantra, you know, still got to get it done. And again, in this game here, you know, they, they, you know, gave up less than 20 points. Uh, in the game against Washington, you know, they, they gave up 20 Um you know, now going into the bye week, you know, four of your last five games the Bengals have played, they have given up 20 points or less in four of those five games. The only exception was the Pittsburgh game where they lost 36 to 10. You know, that's going to, you know, that's going to happen. Um, you know, but before, you know, the loss against uh, the Chargers, they gave up 16 um, they gave up um, 23, you know, to uh, to Philadelphia. That would end up in a tie. That game never sh- they never should have given up 23. In that one, hell, that should have been a win there. Um, but then 20 to the Titans, um, 20 to Washington, 19 to both the uh, the Giants and the Dolphins. You know, in in games like that, the defense, like I said, you got to give them props where it's due. Now, granted, 
they are not, you know, this isn't a situation to where we should be doing, you know, cartwheels up and down saying, you know, you know, thank you, Luana Rumo, for a great job you've done. Now, let's be honest, you know, it's not quite, it's not quite at that point. Um, but overall, like I said, defense did a pretty admirable job today, got the job done um, in the bend but don't break um, fashion. Um, however, in times when it did matter, they couldn't get the job done. And I'm talking about the last drive of the half where, in, in all seriousness, and this is what's going to, this is where I'm going to kind of get a little, you know, get a little flustered here with um, the ejections of, of Tyler Boyd and, um, oh, what the heck's his name? I'm having drawn a blank there. Uh, Xavier Howard, sorry. Um, struggling there. Um, Boyd and Howard were both ejected. After a scuffle on the sidelines, which I thought was a little ridiculous that they were ejected. I didn't think it was that egregious. But then also, Tyler Boyd's the only one penalized. How does that happen? That, to me, you know, that's the part I don't understand. And it ended up costing the Bengals three points. Um, Hell, if you look at it, it's actually a ten-point swing there. Because... You know, at that point, it's a 10-0 game. Instead, you know, the um, – I'm sorry, it's a 10-3 game. I apologize because the Dolphins were able to get the ball back and go just 27 yards before they kick a um, a 48-yard field goal um, to make it to 7-6. That's the kind of stuff there that I don't – that I don't understand, I don't like, because I don't think that that is, I'm, I'm not a fan of the, the way it, the way it played out there, because, you know, instead of, you get the, you get the penalty, and, see, they said it's, it was an offsetting penalty here, and that's the, it was an unnecessary roughness penalty, and then, um, there was unnecessary roughness in the two penalties, which caused the um, the disqualification for Boyd and Howard. That's the part I like. I said I don't understand. I don't get that part to where why is you know why are there two guys ejected but only one penalty is you know is enforced here? That's what I don't get. If you're gonna have the two offsetting penalties, the unnecessary roughness call is that the the situation where you look and you see okay. The officials only saw Tyler Boyd. Now, if that's their explanation for it, I get. Because then the flag was thrown, they were able to go to replay and find out who threw the uh, who threw the punches in terms of that. If that's the case, I'm I'm a hell of a lot more forgiving of it, and I can I can roll with that a little more. Um, but I still think that that's a little a little extreme here. And again, um, towards the end of the game, you know, we saw. We saw five ejections in this game total, which completely is, I mean, just stunning to me that, you know, you're getting, you know, that you're seeing what, you know, what we've seen so far. I, I just, I am, it's, to me, this this falls on a couple, the, the brawl, so-called brawl, kind of towards the end here, that, falls on 
the discipline factor of the of of Zach Taylor and even though really his guys weren't doing you know they weren't doing anything that's going to fall you know in terms of the blame on why it started obviously Mike Thomas getting in that situation where he ends up um, lighting up Grant on the um, on the on the the punt return where he just I mean smoked him never gave him a chance to even catch the ball he just came in flying out you know flying in there like a bat out of hell and lays him out naturally there's going to be a little bit of animosity there from the Miami Dolphins uh, but for Brian Flores to come out and do you know and come charging towards the Bengals sidelines that gets all that stuff going. I'm hoping a hefty fine is levied to Brian Flores for for that because that really enticed everybody else. You end up with seeing a Bengals coach knocked on the ground, that kind of stuff. There's no excuse for any of that. Um, and I love Brian Flores. I think he's a great coach. I think, you know, but that's kind of crap that that should not be happening. I get you're fired up, but going after, um, I guess he was going after Zach Taylor, that kind of stuff, no. Uh, I, I I highly disagree with. I don't think that should be a part of part of it at all. I, I you know I I just think that there's better ways to handle that. I get your ticked off and see heat of the moment. I understand that, but going about it that way that causes that entire situation to flare up, like you know we saw, and you know that's simply that you know should not should not be happening. Plain and simple. Um, you know, we saw a total of five ejections in this game. Um, I saw somebody tweet out, and I can't remember who it was. Like, if I did, I would totally give him credit for it, but it was pretty funny. We, there was more ejections in this game than the Bengals have in two years under Zach Taylor. Now, that's pretty damning right there to see that. I mean, like I said, and I, I, even, I quote tweeted it, and I said, as hilarious as this is, you know, that's, you know, that's obviously pretty, that's pretty bad. And who does that fall on? That falls 100% on Zach Taylor and, and, and above. Um, Duke Tobin uh, and, and Katie and Troy, that. I mean, they are the ones who are, they are the ones responsible for this. I'm not putting Mike Brown in this. This isn't a Mike Brown thing. This is Katie and Troy now. This was the move that they wanted along with Duke Tobin. Moves have to be made now. Plain and simple, you know, you cannot go forward now going into the final stretch of four games of this season, which seemingly will not end. Uh, we've got a Sunday game, you know, next week against the um, against Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys coming here to, to Paul Brown Stadium. Then we get the lovely home Monday night football game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I wouldn't even tune in for that. That's going to be an absolute bludgeoning before we go on the road to take on uh, the Baltimore Ravens, or the Houston Texans, before coming home to face the Baltimore Ravens on January 3rd to finish up the season. Again, um, you know, let's be honest. This is not going to go well. Uh, If we win a game out of these next four, I'll be stunned. I will be floored that they win a game here. But let's be honest. We're looking, you know, we're looking at a 2-13-1 season here. Got to be, you know, you got to keep it real. Two thirteen and one's realistic, and I think that's what we're going to end up seeing here. Um, and it's really, you know, you look at why, you know, why is why is this going to be why why are we looking at that? Um, 
is it negligence? Simple negligence. Uh, you know that you very well could. You know you could say yeah. Um, we wanted as as Bengals fans, we were hell bent on the Bengals. We wanted them to spend money. They did. They went out and they addressed the defense in free agency. I'm fine with that. I'm thrilled that they did that. The problem I have is the fact that they do not do enough to obviously build up the offensive line. Now, what I'm saying here, that is not, you know, this isn't just groundbreaking material that I'm busting out here. It's just simply not it. No. Um, You know, this is common knowledge. I think with every Bengals fan would have to agree with me on this. They're probably thinking the same thing. And that's, you know, this is something that, you know, we are now, and I, I wrote an article for, uh, for the website uh, that you can check out, impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com, that you can check out, are we entering, you know, the, the lost decade era? Um, you know, the Bengals, I, it was, you know, they're teetering on that, on that era. They, they are. Um, you know, if you, look at the, if you look at the two teams or the two, I, the two eras, I should say, right now with what we got, and then that time, a lot of similarities here. Um, but then again, I'm not blaming Mike Brown for this here. I'm not. Um, you know, this is a Duke Tobin thing, and this is a Katie and Troy thing. You know, for bringing in Zach Taylor and not and not doing enough to to get the job done. Um, is it the fact that Zach Taylor's in over his head? Very well, could be. It seems like the guys like playing for Zach. It very well, you know, and that very well could be the case. But also, you know, we see, you know, the stuff that is going down. How how does this happen? Plain and simple, how does this happen? That's what we have to, you know, figure out. And it's one thing that, you know, if they, you know, when the time comes, you know, when this team gets, you know, gets back to Cincinnati and, you know, Zach Taylor gets, you know, gets back into his office at at PBS and you know this has to be a thing that I think that you really have to look long and hard at is this it for Zach Taylor is it it I I think you really have to think long and hard about it because I'm all for making the move the question is you know who comes in you know, is it Darren Simmons? Darren Simmons has been with this organization forever. He's got the respect of, you know, of a lot of people around the league. Darren Simmons is highly regarded as one of the best um, special teams coaches in the league, if not the best. Um, you've got him. You know, you've kept the list goes on and on. I'm just kind of saying. But is this the last game that we have seen coached by Zach Taylor here in Cincinnati? Uh, personally, I think it should be. I think that this is the straw that broke the camel's back, plain and simple. You cannot have a performance like this. And you have to sit, you know, and show Joe Burrow that you are at the beginning of doing everything you can to make his job as easy as possible as quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. Because if you don't, Joe Burrow will only be a Cincinnati Bengal for a couple more years. And that's it. And that's it. That's a real, that's a real situation that we could be looking at a couple years down the road. 
And if we lose out on Joe Burrow re-signing here because of the negligence of the head coach and front office and the ownership, part of the ownership group, we folks are looking at another lost decade, which could set this franchise back for many, many, many years. Now, I've seen a lot of people say they can't wait for 2026, you know, to come when the stadium leases up and the Bengals move. Folks, I'm telling you right now, that will be devastating to lose an NFL franchise. Plain and simple. Do not wish for that. Do not wish for the Bengals to leave town. Don't do it. Because, God forbid it happens, I'm telling you right now, it will be catastrophic for everything here in this city. You know, in terms of, you know, you know the financials and everything like that. There is a lot that goes in to having a, a, a National Football League franchise in your city. Do not wish for this team to leave. Now, you can wish all you want that changes are made... And that I'm 100% for because I'm one of the guys that's leading, you know, I'm right there with you on it because things do have to be done, but the right things have to be done. And you have to first look at, you know, is Zach Taylor your guy to lead this franchise over the next couple years and get them to that next level? If it is, and you, you know, truly and thoroughly believe that, and all it takes is getting a couple, you know, making a couple moves on the coaching staff and getting guys out because, let's face it, Jim Turner, he's got to go. Uh, Lou Anarumo, I'm fine with him going. If you can bring in the proper guys that can help fortify this team and coaching staff, hot damn, let's do it. Let's make it happen because there's talent on this team to make some serious strides moving forward over the next couple of years. But it comes down to, you know, moves have to be made and things have to be done for that to come to fruition. Plain and simple. So, you know, we sit here and, yeah, we look at, you know, week in and week out. And, my God, it's, it is so tough to be a Cincinnati sports fan. I'm not just saying a Bengals fan. It sucks being a Bengals fan sometimes. It sucks being a Reds fan sometimes. And my God, it sucks so bad being an FCC fan this past, well, hell, two seasons. There is something I got to figure out exactly what we have to do to have the curse lifted. Is it the curse of Bo that he has levied on this entire city in terms of sports and, and that curse? My God, it is devastating. Something has to be done for that curse to be lifted, please. I somebody do something to lift this curse because this is truly, truly painful. But um, again, with that being said, it is what it is. This is, you know, this has been 2020 in a nutshell for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, let's be honest. That is, you know, 2020 has been a year that sucked for many people, if not everybody. And, you know, the Bengals are surely, uh, they're helping us out here with that and, um, and making it, you know, much, much worse uh, for us all. So, um, 
you know, I, I had to take a couple weeks off after, like I said, the Joe Burrow injury. I just was not feeling it. And then you watch last week against the Giants and how that ended, and you're kind of like, oh my God. I mean, there's only, like I said, you can only do so much. And, you know, you kind of, you know, sometimes you just need that mental break. But um, we'll be back next week. I will be back and I will, you know, take a look at the the Bengals and uh, Cowboys uh, matchup. Um, But, yeah, four games left from the season, folks. And, again, it's going to be, you know, it's basically going to be a broken record. Uh, Same thing's going to be playing over and over again each week that we do this. It's going to be, you know, Brandon Allen or Ryan Finley is going to be under center. Offensive line is going to get torched like they were today. Uh, can't run the ball, can't pass it. Um, defense is going to, you know, kind of hang in there. Um, but, you know, obviously the team's going to do something to, you know, to make it look, you know, like there's a little bit of, you know, you know, bright lights at the end of the tunnel. However, you know, and that's the one thing I, I did say in the article that, and I've, I've said it numerous times, I think on Twitter as well, that, you know, you look at, you know, you look down the road and you see light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, if this organization does the right things, that light at the end of the tunnel is not a freight train coming to smoke us back, you know, years back. That's the fear that we have unless this team can do the right thing as we move forward. So that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. I have talked way too long uh, for this Bengals game, but I just kind of wanted to get some thoughts out there again. Man, this has been a tough one. But with that being said, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in each week. I truly, truly appreciate it. It does mean a lot. Um, I will be back, like I said, next week. So we'll see what happens. But... Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Truly appreciate it. Make sure you check out impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com. That is impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com. I will be um, taking a look at um, the upcoming UFC cards. I'm trying to get a, a, a podcast, um, a pro wrestling podcast. Kirk, if you're listening, let's do it. We've got some stuff we need to catch up on, man. So... Uh, with that being said, like I said, there's going to be more stuff out there coming uh, coming down the pipeline. So, as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure, you know, you guys continue to, uh, to do it. It truly does mean a lot. And as always, for your fitness needs, make sure you guys check out fnxfit.com. That is fnxfit.com. And if you would like 15% off of your next purchase... Use the promo code BDiesel. That is capital B, capital D, and then I-E-S-E-L. So BDiesel for 15% off your next purchase. So again, that is FNXFit.com and use the promo code BDiesel for 15% off your next purchase. It does not apply to subscription items. So that's something obviously to, you know, to keep in mind. Now uh, they got fantastic products out there. The super greens are amazing. Truly, truly love them. Make sure you check those out. Those are fantastic. Apple cider vinegar gummies are, they're good. Um, it took me a little bit to get used to, uh, but, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I'm not a big vinegary guy, but, you know, once I kind of took them, boom, uh, great stuff out there. Like I said, the protein's fantastic as well. So, again, make sure you guys check it out, fnxfit.com. Use the promo code BDiesel for 15% off your next purchase. Again, 
Diesel, capital B and a capital D in that as well. So thank you guys so, so, so much for uh, your support doing this. And uh, wow, well, like I said, as this past week has sucked, um, you know, next week's more, you know, it's likely to suck as well. So we'll get through it. We'll be back, you know, hopefully, my God, hopefully things are done to where, uh, you know, th- <laughs> hopefully we'll see, you know, some positivity coming down the road here um, in Cincinnati here. So thank you guys as always and have yourselves a fantastic rest of your week. And I will be back next week because I will take a look at the Bengals and Cowboys from Paul Brown Stadium. Thank you guys and take care, everybody. <laughs>